to the network. Bears of Those podcast number two, Pensacola Beach, Florida, water on the fire. Um, first and foremost, I've got to tell everybody that's listening to the second podcast that I really appreciate the support and the emails, the text messages, the phone calls. When are you guys going to do another podcast? Uh, I know it's been a little while delayed uh, time frame, but I promise you guys, every one of you that has sent us uh, messages, called us, supported us, um, we're doing this for you guys, just like we're doing it for the, our customers that we serve, the taxpayers. So thank you all very much for the support, the ongoing support. Um, like I said, we are in Pensacola Beach, Florida, 40 mile an hour winds, hurricane coming in down the road towards Texas and Louisiana. But what we've, uh, it doesn't matter. We're all here to promote each other, to help each other, to make our service better, and that's what we're gonna do. So we're gonna continue it, and we're gonna take and talk to some folks here that we've just in a period of time, over the last, I don't know, 18 hours, we just strengthened our team, our relationships, and our, uh, our network. I know a lot, of, a lot of people go to classes, and the big thing is, you hear networking, networking, networking. Well, I'm here to tell you networking truly does matter. The people that you know and that you meet in the fire service truly can help you impact your mission and what you're trying to do. Um, I'm joined this evening by, of course, Redbird, Redbird Media, Daniel Purcell, um, Humpy, everybody knows Humpy. What's up? What's up? He said, what's up? And we got a special guest with us. We got Chief Alan Griffin with us from Carolina Beach, North Carolina, First Do Tactics. So we are uh, we're sitting out here. We're talking about things, what we're going to do coming up. We got a pretty good announcement. I feel like that's uh, big for us. It's big for what we're what we've been planning and working on. And so we're going to get into that. So you guys, uh, how you guys doing this evening? What do you guys think about the conference? Oh man, this is uh, Alan Griffin, Carolina Beach. Great conference. It's a uh been down here several times and this is what I love about the conference the networking the brotherhood you, you just meet some of the best of the best and uh, so anytime you guys get a chance to get out and go to conferences water on the fire HROC my, my conference first do tactics conference um, the, the bears of those coming up that they got going it, you're going to meet some of the most like-minded people and uh, I can't say enough, I'm excited. Uh, man, it's, uh, it's very exciting. It's neat to see what, so I'm gonna give you a little short story. Um, last night about 10.30 in the lobby of the Hilton, a mutual friend, uh, retired Lieutenant from DC, Dave Hibben, introduced me and uh, Chief Griffin uh, to one another. So, and in a period of just very little conversation, We've turned into, he's coming to support us at the Bears of the Oath, and in return, we're going to take and return the favor and return, go to uh, Carolina Beach in June, or is it May? It's going to be June. June. Yep. So first do, first do uh, tactics. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's got a lineup, all-star lineup. That's, uh, that's, we're adding him to our lineup, and I, th I think that that's, I think the, the, the main focus of what we've talked about doing when we came down here, let's do a podcast at the beach. and. So we talked about it, said, man, we're going to sit out by the beach, drink beer and cuss and talk about what we're going to do next. And this is what we're going to do next. So October 2nd through the 4th, we're going to have the Bears of the Oath first annual fire conference. Um, I know a lot of you probably attended conferences with us before, but this one will be actually in Jefferson, Georgia, which is in Jackson County, Georgia, um, at the Jackson County Training Center. So. It's going to be the hosting departments will be Jefferson, the city of Jefferson Fire Department and Nicholson Fire Department. So I can't say enough about Chief uh, Mark Dukes, um, Chief Steve Nicholson, Nichols, I'm sorry, apologize. Um, they're going to host us and let us come in and use their training facility for three days and do everything we can to t try to take and encourage guys to want to be better. So um, I'm excited. Uh, there's been a lot of a lot of groundwork has gone into it, but at the same time, it's it's really easy. Um, I, you got like-minded people, like Chief said, man. When you got like-minded people, they want to come do these things. They want to meet people like us. 
we want to meet people like them that we got the same well, it doesn't matter rank rank doesn't matter it doesn't you know years of service and experience matters but rank, rank it's not always a rank thing man it's you got a fire chief leading from the front leading from the front yard outside hosting these conferences people going up to carolina beach that's the kind of guys that we want to follow and try to take and imitate and um like uh dj stone said today man the best compliment is uh imitation you know or i think i forget the word he used but we was talking about chief uh the chief from colony fire department in texas talking about the i know everybody's seen it we will come for you mud flap on the back of their trucks i ain't even call it a mud flap i'm gonna call it a billboard um it's a statement that we need that everybody needs to realize that when it says we will come for you it means we will come for you that's what we signed up to do that's the oath we took and that's what we should abide by our whole fire service career no matter your rank so it's pretty impressive to see just in a short period of time when you meet people like chief griffin and you get to hang out with all these people that's down here in pensacola this week weather don't matter the hurricane didn't scare them off man that's pretty cool so um I know this is Daniel. Everybody's everybody's starting to get familiar and knows who Daniel Purcell is, Redbird Media. This is his first. He's got to experience a lot in eight months. I mean, he went from not being certified, not knowing nothing to do about the fire service other than taking pictures, driving up on scenes, pissing people off, to taking and he is now a certified firefighter that works at volunteers with the fire department and he continues to support multiple counties and anybody that will let him. So. It's, uh, it's pretty, pretty, it's humbling to see somebody that's just showed up one day and never left. So what have, uh, what have you taken from it, Daniel, since you've been here so far? Uh, coming from the media side of things, taking pictures and, uh, you know, just in the major outlets of news, you hear about these firefighters that are making these, uh, these great grabs and all this stuff. And so you know them from the news and stuff like that. And so you, at least for me, I have a, like a, the connotation that oh these are these great heroic guys and you know that's how they are every day to day and uh you know there's some big names here and i'm like you said fairly new to the whole fire service and stuff but there's a few names that i didn't recognize because of the fire service i recognize because of national coverage that has been on them either in a negative or positive way and then once they once they have their class and their lecture you still have that mentality of you know these are these are guys that you look up to and i do but then you after the fact the way this conference is structured is after the class you just heard from them you have an opportunity to just sit down and talk with them and realize that you know even though their name is huge they're just you know they're small town hometown people that are just doing their job not because they wanted to be on the news just because they were doing their job and someone happened to see how it was done or have a different perception than everyone else and i think that's really cool of the fact that there are big names in this lineup and then the lineups of all these other conferences but you have the opportunities to sit down and realize who they are as people right. not just as firefighters you're right I, you know what's really cool about it is we sit and talk don't matter where we come from if we never met we all sit around and talk about it, whether it's in the stations, in the house, it's on the weekend, on your day off. You know, we all sit and talk about the same thing all the time. And that's all we do, talk about passion, talk about our job, talk about how we can be better. And man, it's, uh, when you, you're right, when you get put around like-minded people, it's, it's unparable, really. And when you take, and, you take somebody that's got the same mission-driven statement in their minds and you meet them 18 hours ago, now we're sitting here podcasting together and talking about supporting each other and teaching teaching together, making the service better, doing everything we can to offer in a period of 18 hours. That's uh, I don't I think that's the best form of network communication you could ever have. I don't think people realize. I think people re- listening to this podcast. I know there was a guy from Douglas County, Georgia, which is towards South Georgia, um, back. I want to say it was in April. He sent me a text message, and he very humbling. You know, he's I'm not gonna mention his name, but he said, "Man, I need, I need, I need this avenue. How do I obtain this?" And you know, it doesn't matter where you're at. These guys all over the place that ha- that have this. And so, 
I know me and Humpy, we talk about it all the time. It's like we get, we spend a lot of time irritated and aggravated why we can't get buy-in from members of the fire service, you know? Um, so, but if we do not take and put the effort into changing it, right? You gotta change it. You gotta wanna change it. You gotta wanna teach them. If they come to you and they fuss, bitch, and moan, or they, they don't wanna go stretch, they don't wanna go take and check the trucks off every day and then go outside and stretch lines, throw ladders, mask up, you know, all the basics, because the basics is what it is. So if they don't wanna do that, if you don't teach them, who's gonna do, who's gonna, they're gonna sit there complacent the whole time, be a recliner sniper. And, you know, so it's, uh, they give you the opportunity when they walk up and they start bitching and they start saying, you know, they say things different than what you feel. So it's pretty cool. It's neat. It's neat to see these. I've got a, I've, today was pretty cool. There was, we, we got to listen to, uh, go ahead, Hump. They said in class today, it was, pretty accurate is uh, firemen's worst they always complain about not doing enough training and then when you do do training they're like god why are we doing training now so you're in you're out I mean it's, it's it is what it is I mean but you're gonna have that from everybody so I don't know chief what so uh, DJ Stone and Shannon Stone both said something today that was so plain and ordinary to me know what you don't know to me that's kind of like what's on the back of our shirts it says good is never good enough you know to me I, I sat there when I heard that I was like wow it's that that really hit so how do you how do you create that in your mind chief how do you create that to where you those guys when they show up and they hit the clock they check the rigs no matter what time of the day it is, whether it happens, training's gotta happen every day in my mind. That's my opinion. I think training should happen every day. It shouldn't be based on an ISO schedule or rating. I think if you end up with 240 hours, that's me mediocrity. I think it's, you know what I'm saying? I, I think this is because ISO and standards and training, I know they lay a platform down for us in our state, you know, the bare minimum. The bare minimum does not work. I don't think the bare minimum works. So. Chief, in your mind, how do you take and how do you fix a problem? How do you get guys to want to love the job and training is they look forward to coming to work to train, to know what they don't know, to learn, to get better. Like they were talking about shaving seconds off, masking up, or having repetitions all day long, man. That repetitions is, I don't know. What's your opinion on it, Chief? Well, you know, uh, just point blank, if, if I could tell you how to answer that, then I could write a book and be a That's millionaire, right? right? Right. I, I struggle my own department, man. It's it's no, we're no different. Um, I got a huge passion. I, I love training. I, I stay on the guys like train, train, train. But you know you're gonna have guys that train. You're gonna have guys that don't train. That's right. And you know you can put standards out and say go do this, go do that. Today y'all gonna go hump hose. You're gonna do this, and you can force it down them. And, and again, you know you're, you're exactly right. Shannon and and DJ, those guys are amazing. I've heard them speak several times and. And they're dead on it, you know. It's no matter how hard we want, I want my guys to be top notch. You're going to have a few that's not. You're not going to have your A team every day. That's right. And uh, you know, and there's days that I'm not my A game, right? I mean, right. I, I roll out. It's two in the morning. A lot on my mind. You know, could have been a rough day. Complacency, all that stuff. I come to these conferences. I come hang out with brothers like you guys because it recharges me. Right. So, you know, it, uh, I think Kurt said earlier in the week, it's a roller coaster. My, my career has been a roller coaster, 27 years, and, and I got, I get complacent, and then next, then, then, I, then I come to something like this, and I just want to burn it out. I want to go back, and I want to train. Um, and you're right, you know, small small town like mine, um, the Chiefs got to be there. You know, I, I carry a bundle of hose in my Chiefs car. I water yeah, can awesome. in my Chiefs car, that's man. So I mean. Awesome. It's, if we gotta bang out an extra section of hose, I wanna be I wanna be able to get it. I don't wanna be yelling for it. I wanna hand the guy the, the high rise pack and say, here, here's the next one. Um, so, you know, complacency is is the death of a fireman. But, you know, for me, I've got twenty seven years something like that in right now, and it's so easy for me to personally get complacent and go, you know what, I'm gonna ride out these couple years and I go, you know what? I got thirty more years, I can do this. And uh I, I said this before, you know, I, my, I got a son that's got, just got in the fire service, you know, when he's 18, he's 22 now, he's 
career fireman, he, he was my energy. He's still my energy. So I was texting him tonight, like, hey, this is going on. I've met some awesome guys. You know, I'm going to go down to their conference. And we were just going back and forth. And his energy level is what feeds me. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I tell guys, if, if you go have a live burn at your department and you're like, I'm going to let the young guys do it. I'm going to stay in the yard. I've done this 50 times. You're part of the problem, man. You're part of the problem. I, we just did a live burn, you know, back in November, December with my department, and I was the lead instructor on it. And not, not taking credit, not bragging. It's that the guys need to see that, that their chief, that their captain, that their lieutenants lead from the front. Right. And, and one of the classes I do, we talked about the front yard leadership is leading from the front like that. And you, you got to be willing. If, if I'm stagnant in this career, it's time to get out. That's right. I want to be the first. I want to be the first person there every time. I do. Not to say I probably should be the first person there every time, just because. But I always want to be the first person there to take and have that opportunity to take and either do the 360. I want to be. The, I want to be the guy that gets to go in on the primary. I want to stay on the engine. I want to go. I want to do the primary search. I want to take and size it up. I want to pull up and be able to determine whether you need. Two inch and three quarters, well, yeah, you need them on the ground every time, but do you need a two and a half right out of the gate? Two and a quarter, a lot of folks going two and a quarter now. Any, you know, whatever it is, being able to recognize, hey, we need bigger water. Um, but I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy that makes those decisions, and I also want to be that guy that makes mistakes. Because I truly believe if you don't make mistakes, that you're not giving yourself the opportunity to become better. Oh yeah, we you know we were we were joking earlier, and you know we uh, I heard Todd say it tonight, uh, or in his class I've heard Kurt say it. Uh, you know we we burn down buildings sometimes. We make mistakes. Um, you know ultimately we want everybody to come home safe, and and that's that's the ultimate goal. That's the big mistake, you know. But at the end of the day, um, you you gotta you gotta fall sometimes to get up and run. That's right. And uh, so you know we all make mistakes. The key is go back and just pound training out till you get it right. That's it. Talk. Got to communicate, man. That's uh, I got. I know we get. To, uh, we're a small town department. Most the, the, for the ones of you that might be listening for the first time, we're a very small town department. Um, and today it, it really hit me how much I take my department that I'm. It's a privilege for me to get to be a member of that. When I showed up there, I had no idea that I'd be in the position that I'm in now. And I want to blend. Makes sense. I want to blend in with them. I don't want. I think you should be able to create such a. You should be able to create create such a culture that nobody can tell who the leader is. Uh, and I think that I want to be that guy that takes and simply does it to make everything better. Give everybody that I get the opportunity and privilege to work with. To give them the best opportunity they can ever have to be better at this job and want to be better. So it's uh, it's man, it's the whole thing is very humbling and, and very encouraging too. Like you said though, you have to come down here to things like this. We talk about it all the time. You know, it's different when it's is it different when there's microphones in front of you? Nah, it ain't no different really. You just gotta look at it and but we have the same conversations all the time. And is is that reactive or proactive? And I think if you just have the conversations and you don't get out and do it, you're not, it's not being proactive. And I think proactive is what, I think it's what actually takes and provides the results. So I'm, uh, I'm I don't know, I'm kind of in just, today I'm just like, man, this is, you get to sit with all these people that's here today. You, you look around the room, was, who, who stood out to y'all the most? I know, I know everybody's been down there. I know we, everybody but Daniel's been down here before, but I mean, I just sat today and looked around the room at all the people, you know. Scott Thompson's sitting up here, right? Colony, you know, you got, and then I'm sitting over here and I kind of lean forward and I look down after lunch and I'm sitting over looking, I look down at Chief and I went, wow, he's coming to take and spend a weekend with us and hang out. Man, and, I'm, and I just got to looking around and I'm going, this, you couldn't ask for, you couldn't ask for any better any better advantage to make a better service so that's man this i think it's uh oh that's awesome so but um chief you want to talk a little bit about first do tell them about um 
one of the quotes Stone Brothers had is, uh, motivation is found when purpose is discovered. So, I'm not really good at talking about these kind of things, but I know whenever you feel appreciated and you feel like you're, I don't know, you feel like you're doing, you get praised for doing your job. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like getting praised for doing my job. It's my job to do it. But um, that's when you get your motivation is whenever people, when all your, when people notice things, like you, your company, for example. I mean, y'all do a good job. I mean, it makes your company, it builds y'all stronger as a, as a team, so. Yeah, I wrote that down too. Motivation is, is found when purpose is discovered. Whose responsibility is that to teach the brand new guy, brother or sister that's coming in? I was looking at the chief who somebody had. How many applicants did you say you had? 105, I think. How many positions? One position. Folks, I don't know if you just heard that. 105 to 110 applicants for one position in small town, job town. That says a lot about whoever is lucky enough to get to come in and work at that fire department. Um, that says a lot about the leader at the top. It says a lot about the leader at the bottom. And for somebody to put, want to apply to go there and only have one position, that says a lot about you, Chief. I, I, I appreciate you. That's it's demand for culture, and I, I think that's what we do. We're, we're getting better at it. We're getting really good at it through the network. So it's pretty, uh, that's pretty humbling, man. That's, that's 105 positions for one open position. That's pretty, that's pretty badass. I don't, you know, and then I, I looked at it. I was looking at it last night laying in bed. I was like, man, the qualifications for it, I take it as a position that is an already certified EMT, EMTB position, EMTA position. Right, right. Folks, there is, I know there's folks out there that work up and down the coast of North Carolina. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, the start out pay there is more than we get start, we, that we start out making Northeast Georgia, but I can tell you one thing, it ain't all about pay. When you get the opportunity to take and go work with somebody of the caliber of Chief Griffin, man, it, and doing what he's doing there with his department, you know, I hope you're. Uh, I hope you at least took and took the initiative to put in an application to be one of those 105, because that's that's and that promotes itself. So that's that's pretty pretty awesome, Chief. Man, that's all. That's pretty, That's badass, to be honest with you. So. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, we. You know what? We got some great guys, and I, I think they were. Uh, it might have been the Stone Brothers Day talking about building a winning team, right. and uh, and I'm I'm happy to have 105. And, and I challenge my captains are doing the, the they they went through the applications and they're going to be on the interview panels and you know I ch I challenge them like they, I let them go through it because you know why because you you guys want to work on them right you know you you're this guy's going to perform for you or this girl I mean you you got to pick you build a winning team right and uh and we struggle right. everybody struggles you know we're we're not a perfect department right. we got our flaws um, we're 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 a four man engine company uh, three square mile island. Um, it's we're, we're not they're nowhere near perfect there I could I could spend the next seven hours telling you everything we need to fix right but uh, but I just want it and I tell everybody you got passion you got heart man you welcome here that's what we want man. <laughs> that's awesome uh, uh, you know I, that's that's awesome that's I, I, that's I, I would hope that I get to be put in that same position one day to continue growing to continue creating that culture alongside with the people that I get to work with every day that we get to do the same thing man that's pretty impressive that's uh, that's very impressive so red what do you think man what you got on your mind uh personally it's uh like you said you got 105 applicants for for one position and for I, just some random statistic a portion of those people are thinking it's just a job and a portion of them are thinking you know this is this is a career and then there's a smaller portion i guarantee that are like this is not only a job this is not only a career but it's also like a new family and you know being from being just hanging around for a little over eight months now i realized that before i was in the fire service i had a new family and it was obvious because before you can you know before you can trust somebody with your life you got to trust them you know just as a person and so i think that it's cool that you're not only in any, I don't, 
any other career field, it's a, you know, you go to work, you leave, and you, you make friends. But here, you're, you join a family. And so I think when, you know, probably through your interview process or however that goes, it's you're not only thinking who's best for the job, but who's best for my new family. Who's the, who's the, who's the newest person that I want to invest my time in and is going to invest time in us? And I just know that, you know, we all need someone there for us, but when you got four or five guys that are, you know, always there that you can call on, either whether it's fire-related, whether it's personal, just having that family who's always there for you, that's that's a that's a really big part of it. I think it goes back to that, like I said, you got to care about people. So before you can expect anybody to be good as a firefighter, and you're, you're given the position right out of the gate to mentor and lead them, you have to take and sit and get to know them. You have to take and they, they have to take and know you care about them. Because if you set high expectations for somebody and it's just a demand, it don't mean shit. You've got to take and they've got to know you absolutely care about them from the time they come in, from the time they leave, throughout the days they're off. Because if they don't know you care about them, I promise you they're not going to show up every third day and take and they're not going to show up every third day and take and uh, want to perform at, a high, at high performance or high expectations for you. So that's how you get it from them. If they know you care, people don't want to disappoint you. But when they fail or when you fail, you have to be honest with them. And you got to teach them from that. So you're, you're exactly right. I think it's uh, one of those things that we keep doing and it keeps getting better and better and better and better. And then you come around here and you get humbled and you meet you meet guys like Chief Griffin, and then um, guess what? Here we are sitting here talking about what we're going to do in a few months or a couple months, 40 days actually. So pretty cool. Look here, we're going to be joined by Lieutenant Dave Hibben, retired lieutenant from D.C. Fire Department. Come on in and join us. All right. All right. Oh, you want me to sit by Alan? Yeah, you sit yeah. by Alan. Act like you like me, Dave. So we're being joined by Lieutenant Dave Hibben. He's retired from your nation's capital of DC. Um, engine, 10, baby. engine number 10. So it's, uh, he's, he has been very good to us. He showed up in, in Cornelia, Georgia three weeks ago and we had a really good time. And next thing you know, we're sitting on the beach with him and Chief Griffin talking about what we're gonna do in October. I'm gonna tell you what, that is probably the biggest compliment to the group that I get to be a privilege, it's a privilege for me to get to be a part of. To see one thing, I was really, I didn't know what to think when I went down there. You guys are solid, man. Thank you, sir. You got a lot of good stuff going on. And it, we do, you're right, it, and it's, it's, uh, it takes everybody and everybody knows that, And it's, uh, but it's fun, it's a lot of fun, we have a lot of fun, but when we get people to get to come in and it's pretty impressive, because they were talking about, uh, Shannon Stone was talking about today about Kind of like being the older guy. Well, I didn't all of a sudden I realized over the last year that I've become the older guy. I'm older than you, right? Yeah, you're older. Okay. So, <laughs> but, and one of the things they said when they was leaving was embrace yourself with younger people. And, I, and, and it, that really hit me and kicked me right in the nuts, to be honest with you, because I am the older guy at my fire department now, and everybody, we got the average age of 24. 24. All of them, majority of them, less than two years on the job. We got officers that's less than two years on the job. It's all about training, training, training. Right. And that's literally what it's all about. That's right. So and that's why Alan does his thing, has a fantastic conference, Carolina Beach, North Carolina. Uh, he's got all the big names. Right. He does a really good job. Um, you'll be there next year. I, I have no doubt I'll be there. I, 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 I can't you want me wait. tell the blue whale story? <laughs> uh, that the one, same one you told last night about the governor? Yes, exactly right. Yeah, we'll wait on that. Okay. So, but I'm on. I do. I, I do want to let. Since you joined us, I'd like you and let Chief talk about uh, how first dude came around. Um, talk to you. Talk a little bit about what your conference, what it's evolved to, where it is now, what you got going on, and. Um, because I think that if you're not getting out and going to conferences, whether it's in Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, 
I'm telling you, there's a lot of good people out here in the small town USA that's got some jam up stuff going on, and you don't necessarily, you don't have to go to the big time conferences to get big time results. So I, you know, it's our duty, it's our diligence to promote one another. I mean, what we did three weeks ago was rock solid. Well, I appreciate that, sir. And uh, people there were rock solid. I was, you know, I was tentative coming in there. Right. I'll, I'll tell you that. Right. I was. Right. But when I left there, I felt really good. You guys, uh, you're doing the right thing, man. Well, I appreciate that. And, it's... Uh, you know, come where I come from, you guys, you guys are good, man. Well, I, I appreciate you. That, that's a compliment to everybody in nice and you got a great organization. I'm proud of them. I'm proud to be a part of it. Um, I promise you, Small Town USA can do it too. It's just it requires work, heart, effort, and sweat and equity. And when you got guys to lean on, like sitting with us at this table, man, it just takes and it ensures you that people. It's fire service is fire service, you know. People understand the difference between punching a clock and being the fire service, and the fire service is the fire service. And when it boils you, down you to bring it, that up, say the new generation wants to punch the clock, but your guys want to learn. Right. That's impressive. Yeah, it is. You're, you're exactly right, and I'm, I'm. I couldn't be. I couldn't be more proud of it. So, but Chief, tell us about first Duke. You and Dave tell you tell oh, us about man. it, and y'all get in about talk about that a little bit. <laughs> well, you know it's uh, it's kind of ironic because I I promise you it's the same heart and soul that you guys have, and and I was teaching all over the state of North Carolina and doing I had a first do engine company class that we were doing, and it kind of got popular, and different conferences were asking us, hey, come do this, come do that, and um, it, it it got to where I couldn't make I was having to say I, I can't come to this fire department, can't come to this one because I just had so much going on. And, and um, I come down, I actually came to Pensacola, man. I come down to H Rock and, and I saw what Kurt was doing here. I talked with Kurt, I talked with some other instructors, and I said, man, this is to, not to knock anything going on around the state or things that are going on, but you know, we, we do get complacent. We talked about this earlier, like cookie cutter programs and and the, the firemen coming in need that they need they need to get their certs they got to hit those check boxes not one ounce of me is knocking that i teach state certs um but there's a hunger a huge hunger in the fire service for guys to get out here and actually hump hose flow nozzles flow hoses stretch lines up stairwell and learn the trade and I think what we forget is we go to the, we go to the fire academy, we go to the classes, and and we come out with a minimum certification. We we're basically checked off to say you can ride the engine now. What we're trying to offer, and and what we we've been successful with, is just boots on the ground, just dragging hose. Uh, that's what the firemen are hungry for. You know what's bullshit about that though? Yeah, they meet the check boxes and they get certified, but then they follow. It's usually followed up right as they finish their certification, or they're right out of rookie school, or right. It's followed up by, well, guess what? Congratulations, you know just enough to get you hurt now. But that is the big, and yeah, it's true, but that is the biggest crock of bullshit I've ever heard. Because if you're gonna take and tell them that, take and get them out there and say, this is why you're gonna get hurt. Now, now let's go to work. Now that you've got this, it makes you legally liable to work for my fire department. Now let's go out here and do work, son. And, and, and the problem that we saw, and I think this is the same passion you guys have, is I'm an instructor and I'm running 30 students through a set practical and they gotta do this practical reset, do the practical reset. And so what we saw was, hey, let, let's get some like-minded guys together. Let's throw a conference. Let's, let's work hard. At the end of the day, let's all network. Let's uh, share yeah. stories, let's share ideals. And really, that's where First Due Tactic was born. And and since then, what I found is that I'm meeting brothers just like you guys that want to be, they want, they're hungry. That they're so hungry to learn what's the next. Like for me, I, I pull a hose today, I pull a hose tomorrow, and I learn, man, if I would have twisted, Alan, if I'd have done you're this. A fire chief. You have 50 foot of high rise pack behind your seat. I do. I do. Just in case, Dave. I, just I, in I case. I know you do. That's, so, I mean, that says a lot. 
can and a, and a can and a stretch in the man's in his chief's vehicle. That's fucking. The man that's awesome. has 50 foot. If he shows up and they need hose, guess what? He's gonna hump it up there. Well, you know we're a small department. Now I said earlier, you know we're single engine. I cover a beach town. I've got 11-story buildings that don't have sprinklers in them. I mean, I, it, 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 we don't have high rises. We got mid rises, low rises, whatever you want to find. At the end of the day, you, minimal staffing for us is three, four. On a, if, if everything's going well that day, we have to bang out seven, eight-story buildings, and some of them don't have don't have sprinklers. So the fire's going to get ahead. We got wind-driven fires. So as a chief, if I sit in my buggy and and don't get out and somewhat participate and this is this is a heated debate i'm sure we can get it get into on another day but um we're, we're not we're not a department that that can afford that now when it's right i take i do the right thing i got awesome guys i we, we were joking last night talking about my deputy chief pulled up on a fire about a year ago he's ahead of me i caught him on the radio i'm like you got it he said i got it so when i got there i threw the trunk open threw on my gear i, I come right in behind the first in line and, and banged out a second uh, primary search and you know we all got to do a job awesome. and my passion's there man and that I, I you know right wrong or different guys are standing argue with you that you should stage back down the street you should not get out of your car you know all this stuff and and i get it but you know at the end of the day seconds count how many instructors say that seconds count seconds count. lives people die by us not making things happen in a timely manner and I don't want to end my career knowing that I could have made a difference if somebody died from it. You're absolutely right, Alan. Dave was telling us in uh, Cornelia a couple weeks ago, he, was, he showed us a picture of the back of the wagon, and he, had, he went through the back of the hose load looking from the driver's side all the way across the back, and, man, they had a four, was it 400 foot? 400 foot, three inch and a half. 400 foot, and, and, you know, immediately I'm sitting here going, all right, what requires a 400 foot? Because we, I, I, and we had to add 50 to it. Yeah, and that, and so, but when he, then he Sometimes. starts talking about it and the reach to where they were going to, and he said they burned readily these, 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 these style, these style residents that all burned HUD, readily. All HUD stuff. So I mean, it's, but if you don't never learn about a 400 foot stretch that's pre-connected on the back of your truck, you're messing out. Yeah, I mean we, our boardwalk. Our average stretch to the front of the boardwalk is about 400, 450 feet. So we can get a storefront fire. It's a 450 foot stretch to get a line to the front door of a of a beach store, you know, um, on the ocean front. So that's one thing we we brought Todd in. Dave come down, man. We we worked hoses and worked through and worked through. We did it some, and now we've got a setup where we can literally play out the first hundred feet is a the FDNY. Uh, spec and and after that it starts playing out the two and a half and then we break it and hook it but but you know the officer makes that call and we go drill down that boardwalk so that guy's sitting there counting he's counting his uh couplings and they know where to break it and tie it off and you got drill on stuff like that know your every district day. every day yeah every day. yeah that's all and, and when they left that day we had a we when they was up there and dave he was showing us these pictures it was man it was cool just because talk about dc right I mean, it's not like it's a little small town USA. It's a big time deal, right? And so, Dave leaves, and he this uh, one of the guys I work with on my shift. He's, I mean, you couldn't ask for anybody better. And he says, "Let's go in here and look at our hose bed because we're specking new trucks." He says, "Let's look at our hose bed." He said, "Think about this. Let's let's really let's pull them out. Let's we let's, here it is at 11:30 at night. We're laying a map on the kitchen table and we're looking at going. All right, wait a minute." A setback, and guess what? We when we All started specking trucks, guess what we failed at doing? We failed at evaluating setbacks that we took for granted. So guess now what? So now, the whole picture in the conversation of one day of Dave being in town, we start an, analyzing what we're doing. So this past Saturday, we were out with a hand wheel walking up on the mountain, walking one end of the mountain to the other because both of them you got one hydrant and the other end of it's a dead end line, and we got and we got six, seven, eight hundred foot lays. All the way to the driveways well the problem is you can't get the trucks there right so now we have to take a skid load we have to do different things and so we, we we set up a relay pump operation pumping the hydrant and it was amazing and if we but would we have failed would we have failed thank you we would have failed 
if he wouldn't have taken the time to show us that picture and explain to us a 400 foot lay. Because there's a good chance, we had the hose bed, we had plenty of room in the hose bed, but we would have damn, we needed that kick in the ass to take and get our wheels thinking, hey, we need, we got a whole area up here that we ain't even thought about that we need to go lay off and figure out what the setback is. And guess what, we done that and guess what, now we're gonna have a 400 foot lay with a skid load beside it with 200 foot hose bundles. So we're not going to be caught off guard. And if, I would like to think we were had the initiative to say, hey, we probably better do this, but that might not have happened if he wouldn't have been there and said, look at this picture on the back of this truck with this 400 foot, inch and a half lay, pre-connected. Yeah, one of the things that we done, um, and I tell the captains all the time, man, take, take a rope bag, 200 foot rope bag, whatever, um, if that's what your pre-connects are, go out tight to the handle on the truck. This ain't no secret, everybody's seen it. But not just, okay, yeah, I know what to reach that third floor, I know what to reach the, the back of the house, but for the driver to see that spot, see where they got to spot that apparatus, and then and then drag that, that rope out because, you know, we, we don't want to take an engine out of service. It's nice to go drag, everybody's, you know, pull hose every day, but at some point to go just learn your district, take that hope, that rope bag, go out and pull those loads or pull that 200 foot, see where it's going to stop at. So if the engine stops here, can I make it to that, to the back of the house? Can I make it to the third floor? Can I make it to the second floor? Let me, let me expand on that, Alan. So we all run a ton of medicals and we all hate it. It sucks. It is what it is. But it gives you an opportunity to learn your buildings. Oh, yeah. So you take an elevator up to the medical reception guy, Dave. You always walk down the stairwell. Yep. You always walk down the stairwell and you take a look. I mean, that, that's so important. And, I, you know, guys kind of lose sight of that, to be honest yeah. with y'all. Walk, walk the stairwells, make sure the valve's off and if it's got a shut off on it, and see if it's actually got, if the cap's not, if the cap's there, take it off and see what kind of trash comes out. Little things like, man, and this, you know, you, that's the nuggets in reading, the ability to read. You think of little things that you can make, you could really save catastrophe or failure. And it's, so it's, uh, Man, it's, I, that just to be able to sit here with both of you guys right now, if I was to never interact or see you guys again, I got information from you. That's crazy, right? I mean, how, I don't think people realize how simple it is for us to perform around the table and conduct prevention of failure. So, I don't know. It's, I, I, it's, I, I'm, I never... Never ceases to amaze. Never ceases to amaze me. Every time I meet somebody new, get the opportunity to meet somebody, especially a, somebody senior. Man, the guy that's senior, the guy that can teach you and show you pictures of the back of a wagon. <laughs> and, I'm, and and eat up with learning. That's you know that's the thing, man. That's you know, me and Humpy had a conversation. I'll be honest with you, if it wasn't for these two sitting right here with me, with us right now. There's no way I would be functionable in my mind to be able to do what we're doing. I just couldn't. There's no way. And I, Look, man, training is everything. It is. Training is everything. You all can say what you want. And come up with thousands of excuses. You gotta go to HR, you gotta do sensitivity, you gotta do the person, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. But you know what? If you do all that and you don't train, you're gonna kill somebody. They, yeah, that's true. Those guys were talking to you yesterday morning in the lobby, and we had similar conversations. Kind of ended up intertwining. Me? No, no, it was yesterday no. morning. We this guy, we had this it, it, a conversation ended like that, and it kind of hit me. And I was like, oh, I don't know this guy, right? And so he, the way he was saying it, I ain't gonna lie to you, it pissed me off. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. I said, I'm just asking a question. I said, don't asking for a friend. I said, so. Who are you gonna kill? You gonna kill yourself? Or you gonna kill them? He says, "What do you mean?" I said, "Are you going to kill yourself? Or you gonna kill them?" Because I said, to be truthful and honest with you, if you're not pre prepared and planned, you're gonna kill them and yourself. I said, "Are you an officer?" He said, "I am." I said, "It's your responsibility to take and know this stuff, and, and it's all of our responsibilities." And I, you know, and, but at the same time, I said, "Man," I said, "Brother, I'm telling you, I, I'm not, I'm not beating you up." I said, "I fell at the same thing." constantly day to day. I have to be humbly reminded by guys that are eat up because we created this culture about, a hey, think about what he showed you. Let's go in there and lay this map out on 1130 at night, you know, which is 
let's go lay this map out of the city and think and let's start stretching off setbacks next thing you know we've reconfigured our hose bed that's that is that leading from the front yard depending on this guy right here that guy right there and trusting in them and not because they come up with something great you haven't overshadowed them you have to humbly say you're exactly right i i failed at not realizing that so so i mean that's why i guess network and communication i think probably the two biggest words that are taken for granted right now uh, today that's what what hit me was the network and communication on how you do this how you do it effectively so but huh what you thinking yeah you think it's something i'm just having a good time so it's uh we're gonna take in uh i'm just sitting over here taking it all in because i mean there's people way more smarter and better at this stuff than i am so i'm just taking it all in yeah it's you're right you're just, Anytime we recognize that, I think that's that's the key to it. So what we're going to talk about for the last uh, Bears of the Oath conference, it will be October 2nd through the 4th. We've got a we got a stoked lineup, man. I'm talking about these guys sitting right here will be there. Um, Dave will be there. Um, Alan. Alan, Chief Griffin will be there, uh, leading from the front yard. That man, you got. I think you can understand about a little bit about leading from the front yard just from hearing him talk about carrying a hose bundle and a can in his car. It's all about your staff engines and how you compensate and overcome. That's so, the bottom line, and that's wait, what's going to be. You're right. You're exactly and, and right. In your area, that's what you have to overcome. Right. We do. Due to budgets and this and that and other thing, and not getting safer grants. Right. So. So we got we're gonna do we're gonna have these guys here. It's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. We're gonna have uh, Dave and Chief Griffin and then uh, Todd Edwards. They're gonna be there together, working together, working we're on a class. We're actually all three gonna do something together for the first time. Yeah, sounds like it. Well, that's pretty yeah, cool. I know, which is gonna Found be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Hey, any time that we can all get together and train, man, I'm I'm excited. Man, that's, I yeah. am totally excited. Um, we got Mark alone coming. Um, he's captain at West Columbia. Um, he's coming. We got a paratech class. Oh, we got a paratech class, a lifting, a lift class. It's going to be a two-day class, eight hours each day. It'll be separate classes. So if you you on shift on Saturday, you can come on Sunday and take the same class. Come uh, on paratech. Friday, that's day we're going to be there. Yeah, these guys will be there Friday. We're, and then we have. I got uh, bush hogging to do. I can't stay the weekend. <laughs> you got a bush hog. Gotta, hey, if we can get you Friday, hey, we can get you guys Friday. That'll take and that, that's that's a plum on our site. So, but um, then we're gonna take and have. I'm not gonna. I will forever always be loyal to Jay Hurley and Bremen Fire Department. First do firemanship. They'll be there doing uh, do your part. First do firemanship on Saturday. Um, Sunday we got our nasty ass, the nastiest of all writ classes that we can come up with. Um, and got some of the best dudes that's taken and just will get down and dirty with you. And if it takes stopping the scenario to make sure you understand why you failed, they will be right there beside you to stop and understand and help you understand why this is not correct. We're not going to let you get out of the building and say, hey, you did a great job. If you fucking sucked, you sucked. And guess what? Gonna we're going to tell you. Just come. So there we've got. We got a great lineup. We'll be sending it out this weekend um, on social media, emails. So it's uh, we got can confidence searching with a tick and a can and a can on Friday as well. So that's it. That's it. So we uh, I can't tell you how fortunate we are to be able to do this and have all these people here with us. Um, so if you guys, this will uh, when will this hit, Daniel? Tomorrow. So you mentioned that we're sitting on the beach. We did. Yeah. That's cool. We're sitting on, yeah, again, like I said, when we started out, sitting on Pensacola Beach, 20 mile an hour winds. Um, and at least. At least. And we're here doing this because. And we, let's pray for the people in Louisiana. Louisiana and Texas. They're going to get hammered tonight. Yeah, let's, let's, let's pray for them because that's a difficult thing during this time and age. It is. It's unprecedented. It's, uh, I know a lot of guys, if you've watched it on TV, 
let's 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 pray for our Louisiana brothers. Let's do that. Louisiana and Texas, let's pray for them. Yep. If you've uh, seen the coast, whether it be the Atlantic, the Gulf, wherever, ever get hit by a hurricane, I'm gonna tell you right now, you've never seen something more devastating it's unless you go and happen. help. If you go down and help, you will see something that will be mind altering. The brothers are gonna get hammered. Yeah. I, I was there in '92 with Andrew. Right. We got deployed with the, you know, the task force teams. And I, I, I can't tell you how concerned I am for those guys. Right. So. Uh, let's let's pray for our brothers in Louisiana. I, he's he's exactly correct. That's you could. That's probably more. That's more precedent right now than anything we're yeah, talking anything about. Anything we got going on. That's right. We're we're catching winds. They're gonna catch hail. So. Yeah. Um, and coming in the middle of the night. Yeah. Pray for them. We hope they've evacuated. I know some folks won't, but guess what? Well, We're still going to pray man. for you. I mean, COVID changed, has changed everybody's lives. So I, I, I'm really concerned for those guys down there. Right. Um, uh, before we do go, I just wanted to interject. Uh, like we said, we have been talking about the conference a little bit on here, uh, but for all the details, you can follow us on Facebook at uh, Bears of the Oath, our Facebook page, and we're also on Instagram at Bears of the Oath. It's just one word, Bears of the Oath, on Instagram. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, for some reason, if you're having problems with your podcast, we also uh, cast to uh, Anchored online, so Spotify, Google Playlist, Apple Playlist, anywhere you get your po uh, podcast from, that's where we'll be. Thank you. We're going to wrap it up. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I appreciate everybody. Thank, Thank you guys. You I appreciate Dave, Chief. I appreciate you guys more than you don't you, more than you know, Humpy. Y'all show up ready to work. It's gonna be a great weekend. It's gonna be fun. Gonna have a lot of fun. So uh, we look forward to seeing you guys. Um, again, guys, thank you for being a part of this tonight. Thank you. Like 18 hours ago, I didn't know this man. I knew his I knew his face. I knew who he was. But thank you, Dave. You're welcome. That's what we started it out. We give you we give Dave credit. When we started this out 18 hours ago, I didn't I had no idea I'd be sitting down here with with, with Chief uh, Griffin talking about this. And but guess what? That's how relationships are started. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you guys for everything. I appreciate you all. Love you all, man. I cannot tell you that. Care about people, man. It's okay to care about everybody. You're not going to get results from people if you don't care about them. So we're going to sign off. You guys got anything else? It's okay to care about people and it's okay to love the job. That's right. Do work. Thank y'all. Thank, Thank you guys. Thank y'all. Thank y'all, man. Us. Thank y'all very much. So we're signing out. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. No, thank you. Good job, Shane. Good job, bro.